I said we're testing, testing, one, two, three. I said we're testing, testing, how about me? I don't think you need to sing. You, you shouldn't be doing much singing on the actual podcast, so. We'll see, we'll see if we'll be singing for free. We'll be singing, 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 a ESOD. Oh, damn it. Whoa, Hello, damn it. everybody, and welcome in. To the Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast, okay, how are we sounding today? Is it the wrong setting? Currently, yes. Yeah? Technically. I mean, no, the one I have it You on, messed it up? The one I have it on is multidirectional, so it's, I mean, it also works. But I can put it on one that's binary. This time we're testing to see what it sounds like. This time we're testing the microphone. We're gonna see what the audio sounds like. Tommy, 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 can you take us home? Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast. Right, can you hear my chair? Hold on, silence. They can. I assure you of that. Can you hear me? What if I lean in for, em- for emphasis? What if I back away for subtlety? <laughs> can you hear me when I do this? Can you hear me long ways? Can you hear me short ways? Maybe I should switch to your computer chair. Let's see how it sounds first. This is our third test of the day. We're testing the microphones. We're switching up our chairs. We're switching positions. We're singing and we're talking and we're seeing how it sounds. You think it'll hear? <laughs> I think it might have heard you pick up and set down your water wall. I'm not sure though. You think you can hear me tapping on the table? <laughs> yes. Wait, let's do complete silence and then we'll see if we can hear that in the background. Perfect. Justin, make that the intro. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast. This is our first episode of Season 5 of the LTFF. It's a milestone season. Most podcasts don't make it to Season 5. That's a little-known fact in the industry. Most podcasts, they get one season, maybe two seasons, three and four if they're successful. But once you get to a fifth season, some would call it a dynasty. And, you know, we're reaching that level it's because of you, the fans. Thank you for tuning in year after year. We are so thrilled to be back for our fifth season. Uh, Tommy, it's good to be back with you. Others have called it a dynasty. Um, have you already heard that? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. You're more tuned into the people. You're more, you keep your ear to the ground as, as you know, we always talk about tour in the country where uh where can people expect to see us any shows coming up any tour dates release dates what can they expect before we get into the nitty-gritty of uh this year's fantasy league yeah i mean there's there'll be more information to come you'll have to go to our website ltff.com and uh really impressed we got that url (laughs) i would love well we should probably look into (laughs) we're Um, going places we need the website to back it up and um There'll be more information on our tour dates and locations. I uh, don't have all of that right now. Uh, sure. So Didn't mean to put you on the gonna spot. It's going to depend a lot on, on work scheduling. But Hey, if you're listening to this morning, afternoon, evening, just want to give you a big cheers. Tommy, if you could raise your glass with me. Yeah. We're sipping on some bullet whiskey, not sponsored, one day maybe. Cheers to you, Tommy. Back for another season. Listeners out there, feel free to pour yourself a drink. I don't care if it's 9 a.m. You get out there. <laughs> you go crazy. We respect you. We support you. Uh, yeah, Tommy, I mean, we can jibber-jabber all day long, but should we, should we talk fantasy football? I mean, let's. 
let's talk fantasy football. That's a great idea. Um, that that clinkling ice sounds so classy. Yeah. Let's get some Justin. Make this the intro, okay? Just some some ASMR. I'm way too loud. <laughs> no, it's, I'm, I'm watching the audio. We're not we're not clipping. Justin's taught me. All right. Cheers, dude. Oh, okay, now you're okay. To, this is Tommy's, so I guess you use Tommy's ice clip instead of mine. Mine well, probably sounds more authentic. Yeah, okay, yeah, yours was way more controlled. Okay, boy, we had fun at the draft. Uh, we were able to do the draft partially in person, partially online. A lot of fun. Um, but I know we were, we're both excited about our teams. A lot of teams that are excited about their teams. Everyone's always excited. We'll see whose <laughs> excitement always... is justified. Everyone always is excited at the beginning of the season, right after the draft. Spoiler alert, we're not all going to have really good teams. It's not a 12-team playoff this year? No, it's not. <sighs> okay. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say not all 12 teams will deserve to make the playoffs. Fair enough. I don't um, know. They could surprise you. I'm seeing a lot of teams chattering about being 12-2. and two. So, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> There is some chatter out there. I mean, if you th- you think there's 12 teams in the league that are 12 and two, you're not gonna ext- you're not gonna expand the playoff. <laughs> you don't think those teams would be deserving? I don't know that you know <laughs> how math works. All right, and well, how that's a to low head. blow, dude. <laughs> First, we're talking fantasy football. You just you come at me for I mean math. This has nothing to do with math. Okay, I'm just saying if there's 12 teams in the league that are 12 and two. <laughs> would you change the playoff structure? You don't have to like attack my math skills. It's a simple question. If there were, I would. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're Should welcome. we get into the matchups? I mean, what do you want to what do you want to chat about? I am giddy, dude. I'm so excited to be here talking to you and talking to the listeners, obviously. I um, will caveat if Henry's listening, go to hell, man. Okay? <laughs> You're going down. <laughs> You're going down and Sarge, if you could do me a favor, turn this up for him. Make sure he's close to the, to the speaker. I'm your worst nightmare, buddy, okay? And you've got no chance against me this week, Henry. I assure you that much. Sorry, just had to get that out of the way. Very important. Yes, let's get into matchups. We'll talk about the draft as we're going through the matchups. Uh, as you mentioned, we had a great time. Me, you, Drew, and Scott. <laughs> didn't, yeah. didn't really play with the rhyme yeah. there. Yeah, uh, but, but we had a great time. Airbnb in Huntington Beach, uh, and I uh, listen. Our league is really good at drafting. Great at drafting. Wish Greg would have been there live. Um, wish he would have told me that he wasn't going to be there. But here we are, and. Take it easy, man. Okay, he's gonna hear this, and you're gonna offend him. I, no, I wish uh, Greg was. He's not. Yeah, he's not gonna hear this. But yeah, I mean, we have a rich and storied history in our league of of league owners who show up to the draft and draft well. And I mean, I correct me if I'm wrong, but has anyone ever thrown disrespect at you as a commissioner in this way before in our league's tenured history? I mean, I can't think of another scenario. That was as big of a raised middle finger to the face of Tyrant Tom. Ever. <laughs> as the people call me, I guess. So I guess that is some disrespect right there, <laughs> calling me Tyrant Tom. I'm just using the people's language. Uh, I'm not going to get into it more. Okay, uh, fair enough. Take the high road. I will take the Very high road. Very political of you. Um, Jack, I wanted to... Let's just keep babbling before we go into the matchups. Great. People love we'll this keep, Yeah, we'll keep, yeah, we'll keep uh, teasing. Oh, about to head into the matchups and then just not. 
Right after this commercial break. Yeah. Um, we just completed 10 years, one decade of head to head. Wow. How many years total? 17? We're through 18. Wow. I believe there are eight. So it's been longer in the head to head than it has been in the overall points scored, which started in 2003. I was 12 years old as the commissioner, I was nine. And, uh, yeah, in 2011, we switched to head-to-head, and we just completed our 10th season. Drew, another congratulations, a little golf clap for being our our head-to-head champion last year, the, the ninth champion this Congrats league has seen. Congrats to Drew. Thank you, Jack. That was beautiful. He, he'll appreciate that. He will. He definitely yeah, will. He's yeah. going to love it. Yeah, he um, loves he's grinning from ear to ear yeah, right He now. loves when I do stuff like that. Um, Ten years. Nine, Congrats. nine, nine different champions. And that's the competitiveness that people bring. They show up, they draft, they make moves, they make trades. I mean, this is a league that takes itself very seriously and it's pride on the line, okay? Trust me, there could be money on the line, okay? We're rolling with some wealthy league members. I don't want to get into specifics, but we're high rollers. But it's not about the money. It's about the pride. It's about the craft, it's about the the commitment to perfection and and the pursuit of a championship. Scott is the early season front runner for the championship this year, according to Vegas odds. Um, Scott is really the sports books have him. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's one of those regression of the mean things. Mm-hmm. I mean, to not have a championship in an eighteen year league history is statistically near impossible. <laughs> so at this point, the I mean, the odd, odds makers are just betting on. <laughs> Pure statistics here. Right, I mean, right. he's he's due. He's yeah. well overdue yeah. for a championship. So look look for him to make some noise this season. I know what you're thinking, Jack. Ten years, nine champions. No I wasn't. Th- I didn't. I didn't pause and think about that for a second. To be clear, wasn't thinking that. So we can. <laughs> so no, no, we're good. Didn't think that. Appreciate you stepping in, though. <laughs> What's the next topic? <laughs> if, if you'd hear me out, you were probably wondering. If there were only nine champions in ten years, that means that one champion won twice. I don't know if you have the records up um, or if you have a list of champions. Do you know who won twice? I would assume Louie or maybe Drew, maybe Anna, someone with the, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to go through the respectable owners in the league. That, those would be my three guesses. Maybe, you know, Brian. Or, you, don't, you don't have that in front of you? I don't have it in front of me right now. Shoot, I don't either. It was Tommy. It was you. It was was you. it? Yeah, you did. You won two championships. But, oh, talking of the regression no, right. of the mean thing, I mean, I'll see you in 2040 on the podium, dude. I mean, you, you got both of them, and and you're in rebuild mode at this point. I mean, you went all in on a few championships, but your future's not looking good. I'm the San Antonio Spurs, dude. Okay. I don't rebuild, okay? I just continue to compete. All right. Anyway, matchups. Matchups. Let's get into it, dude. Week one, it's happening. Not yet, but the following weekend. Well, depends when you're listening to this. <laughs> it's happening. I think most people are going to be listening, uh, you know, over the weekend slash we'll maybe early next week. So, we'll see. We'll see. either way, either way, football coming up. Football coming up. I'm very excited for the first game. All right, Tommy, get us the first matchup. We're heading into the matchup portion of the show. We're gonna go through the matchups. And see who's gonna win and who's gonna lose. Yeah, 
We're going to start with Drew's matchup against Anna. Drew, I'm giving the nod to you because you are our former and current champion until a new one is crowned. Uh, congrats again. And, uh, yeah, Jake, I thought that both of these teams actually had good drafts. Um, according to... Yeah. Are we even going to give Yahoo the respect? Absolutely. Okay. No. Okay. Everybody, these these grades mean nothing. I just want to start by saying that. But right. Yahoo thinks that both Anna... Well, Anna had a C plus and Drew had a B minus. So Yahoo did not really like these two drafts particularly. But uh, I would give Anna and Drew... I would give Anna probably an A and Drew like a B plus. Um Jack, if you look at Anna's team, she has some really good players. She took, with her first pick, Saquon Barkley uh, as the ninth overall pick, which if he comes back and looks healthy and looks good, that could be a steal at that position. Uh, you know, if he'd been healthy, if people knew he was going to be healthy, he would have for sure been a top five pick, I would think. Um, so she got great value there, potentially. Uh, she took Hopkins on the wraparound. The the Hopkins Murray stack is just delicious. Delicious. I mean, I'm salivating for Anna to have Kyler Murray as her QB, DeAndre Hopkins as her wide receiver. That's gonna be fun to watch all year. You pair that with Chase Edmonds as her RB two. She's, she's all in. We on got that. a Cardinals fan. <laughs> I mean, I mean, someone's not being shy about it. I respect the commitment to your team, but someone's going all in on Cliff Kingsbury's offense, and I get it, Anna. I totally get it. So. Uh, I know you're, you just said you'd give Drew the edge this week, but I'm Did giving I? I'm giving Anna the matchup. <laughs> I don't. Uh, you said remember. he drafted well, which I would presume would mean you think he's going to beat Anna. He's not. If you had been listening he's to me, not. I gave Anna the higher draft grade. So what does that mean? He's not. Well, I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I love the I love the Cardinal stack, and then Mike Evans. Obviously, Tom Brady's going to do Tom Brady things again this year. A little concerned, you know. A lot of mouths to feed on that offense. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Rob Kronkowski. <laughs> um, well said. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but overall, I like Anna's team. Uh, Baltimore's defense, I mean, not that defense is that important, but, you know, the legacy of Ray Lewis lives on in that defense. Ed Reed lives on in that That's defense. Uh, really solid analysis coming from me. T.Y. Hilton, don't love that pick, just to nit- nitpick a little bit on Anna. Well, yeah, he He's, has since... Come not come out as injured, um, even before that. I mean, the guy's washed up. Yeah, no disrespect that's, to that's Anna, fair. but the, the guy's washed up. I think she had a great draft, but that's that's just one thing. Not sure he's adding a lot of value on her bench. Cortland Sutton, though, uh, we'll see how he how he turns out. We'll get to my team. I drafted Jerry Judy. That'll be a fun. Let's wait. Competition. Get to your team, That'll be a fun competition this year to see who ends up wide receiver one. That I'm was- saying Cortland Cortland Sutton could easily. That's true. And the see and the season as WR. It'll Uno. it'd be very interesting to see what he looks like uh, week one. Uh, I know his he's recovering from his ACL tear and he maybe isn't exactly at a hundred percent yet, but could be great value at eight. I love the Marvin Jones Jr. pick uh, round ten. I think that could be extremely good value as well. He could potentially end up being the number one wide receiver for the Jaguars. And then um, Naim Hines. In round 12, you mentioned not liking the T.Y. Hilton pick, but I really love the Heinz pick. I mean, you can attest to how valuable he can be on a weekly basis. Absolutely. I love love Heinz. He was great for me last year. Great for me. One of the biggest bright spots on my team. Great value in the 12th round. It'll be a different QB. You know, it's not Philip Rivers who loves to check down. Uh, So we'll see if he 
retains a similar value, but uh, he will probably get some work in the passing game. So, yeah, good value there. Uh, great draft overall from Anna. Just got some heavy hitters. and uh, I'll tell yeah. you one thing. Moving on to Drew's team, and I'll, I'll let you get into the deep analysis, but Adam Thielen and Julio Jones are two guys that I've just got no read on heading into this season. Those are two guys that Drew drafted that I don't blame him for drafting. They're big names, but Adam Thielen has sort of taken the, the backseat to Justin Jefferson and then Julio Jones being on a new team for the first time. I'm interested to see how both those guys go if they don't live up to the the names that they, they are and the, the draft capital they had, that'll be tough for, for Drew to overcome. Not to sound dramatic, but he's just... Uh, that. Those are the biggest question marks on Drew's team for me. Yeah, that's not dramatic necessarily. He's going to need those wide receivers to hit because he didn't take his second running back until round six, which now Melvin Gordon, it's actually shaping up for him to get quite a bit of work, especially to start the season. Now, whether or not he retains that similar workload the entire year will remain to be seen uh, with Javante Williams, uh, Denver rookie running back, looking poised to eventually take over that starting job. But he's weak. His weakest position is probably at the running back. I mean, he's got Alvin Kamara. But hey, we can respect Drew's allegiance to Gray's Lake. I mean, Melvin Gordon Mm -hmm. is a Gray's Lake guy. He went to Gray's Lake Central High School his freshman year. And Drew gets that. And that's, I mean, I respect Drew for for drafting him for that reason. Kamara will be a beast. We know that. So then he's got DK Metcalf. Drew picked him at two, just to touch on that for a second. That was a that was a big pick. It was. Most people would have chosen Dalvin Cook in that situation. A lot of people were choosing Derrick Henry. I like the Alvin Kamara pick, but definitely, uh, definitely bold. Not that bold. I mean, the guy was either three or four, but just to take him two was was not the the certainly not consensus. Yeah, too. yeah. But I like it. It's a le- you're right. He's going to be a beast. Allegiance to his team last year. Alvin Kamara helped him win a championship. He went, made sure to go out and get him again. I, I like that. As Kendrick Lamar said, loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Absolutely. So he took Darren Waller in the third round. So he should have, in theory, a top. He's going to have a tight end who gets a ton of targets. Preseason favorite to be a top three tight end. A lot of people like to pick him to be number one overall. One interesting theme I did see in the draft was... It seemed like the best drafts were, were people who did take tight ends in the third round. Um, you interrupt me to say stuff like that. I didn't <laughs> interrupt you. You were done talking. I was not done talking. Okay, keep rambling. What, Darren Waller? What, Mike Williams? I'm just trying to talk about Drew's draft and not pat you on the back for taking an early tight end, which you're, is what you're trying to do. You guys right. see what you I always have to, think I have an agenda, what I have dude. to deal with. This is objective analysis. I'm just saying I saw a pattern... Would you objectively? Would you let me objectively analyze Drew's team? Now? I'll let you objectify Drew's team. Absolutely. <laughs> Adam Thielen and Julio Jones are both big question marks. They're both old in their thirties. Drew, for the record, had drafted by far the oldest team um, in our league. So kudos to him. He was very proud of that fact. You're going to yell at me for interrupting <laughs> you again, but I drafted the youngest team. <laughs> Is that appropriate to mention at this point in time? Not trying to make it about me. <laughs> All of your comments are about your team. <laughs> All right, so. keep going. Talk about other people. Adam Thielen has a good chance to get off to a good start. Whether or not he is good the whole year, uh, I guess we'll find out. But with uh, Irv Smith, the tight end, I don't know if you heard about him. He had surgery to repair his meniscus or his MCL, one of the two. And he's going to be out potentially the whole year. So I MCL stood for meniscus CL. 
gone. <laughs> Drew's bench. You haven't said I, anything about the people on his bench. No, I haven't talked about Drew's team really at all because we keep... <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, you've been talking about Drew's team for 15 minutes. Yes, and I haven't said a damn thing about it because we keep going on these tangents. Fine, fine. I'm going to stay silent. <laughs> okay, call me back in when you're done with Drew's team. Guys, I'm so sorry. We are off to a rough start. This is a live recording. None of it can be edited out. Uh, this is not how we usually like to conduct ourselves on the Let's Talk podcast. I do apologize um, for Jack's aggression and the fit he just threw. Jackie drafted Aaron Rodgers. I like Aaron Rodgers in the seventh round. Now, there's probably going to be some touchdown regression, but maybe not. Maybe Aaron Rodgers just continues to do wherever the heck he wants, and he throws for another 40 touchdowns. There's not a ton that I love from the end of Drew's draft, to be honest. David Johnson, no thanks. Jalen Rager, not really interested. Randall Cobb is, I guess, interesting. If he does have anything left... That should be a fun connection and, and a, a spot start for Drew, potentially. He has since dropped Amonra St. Brown for a kicker, I believe. Yes. Blankenship. Blankenship. So that, and Devin Singletary in the 10th round. You know, I'm not sure there's much value to be had there at the Buffalo running back position, no matter who is starting, no matter who's getting a majority yeah. of the carries. That's fair. Jarvis Landry in the 9th could be great value. Mike Williams in the eighth could also be great value. So he's got he's got some some shots at, at guys who could be good receivers uh, at the back end of his draft. Um, but he is really weak, really really weak at the running back position. It's Alvin Kamara and then Melvin Gordon's is running back two, and then I don't like Singletary or David Johnson. So I, think, I don't really I, like Melvin Gordon either, just because of what you mentioned about the the rookie yeah. running back. So I mean, it's Kamara has to be a monster. Yeah. For him. And he will be. And he will be. So we'll see. Uh, and like, and so to your point about Adam Thielen and Julio Jones, they will both need to show up for Drew's team to be anywhere close to the level it was last year. Otherwise, he just is weaker at the running back position and then also weaker at the wide receiver. But DK Metcalf, Adam Thielen, and Julio Jones, I think that'll be a solid enough receiving core with the talent from Waller and the big weeks from Rodgers to uh, – and obviously Kamara goes without saying. So – for the but, record, didn't want to interrupt you, but I do think I, I like the Jalen Rager pick. I think that he could be a flyer this year for the Eagles. We'll see. Cool. Yeah, I mean, we will see. I haven't heard very positive things about Jalen Rager, so maybe he's just not that good. But maybe he is. Either way, uh, like both Either teams. way. Uh, good luck to you both. You both are two of my favorites, got to be honest. Two of the absolute favorites. Yeah, start out with a great matchup. I mean, Anna and Drew, those are two... Those are two owners you want to see out on the field. You know what I mean? Like, the league is better when those two are managing their teams and, and showing up and, and just bringing their locker rooms forward. You know what I mean? It's all about that locker room energy. Absolutely. On to the next matchup. Um, Greg versus Louie. Giving this one to Lou. Giving this one to Louie because he finished in second. Uh, so, go through his team first. Actually, no. I'll go through Greg's team first. Greg's wasn't there for the draft. He was not. Greg's wasn't. Greg's. <laughs> Greggy's. Greg's. Greg was not there for the draft. Uh, he, the auto draft selected J.K. Dobbins fourth overall. So not a good thing to have had happened. His name is appropriate. I mean, no Fox given. Yeah. 
He just doesn't give a fuck yeah. about this league. Zero fox given. He drafted Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, and A.J. Brown with his first three picks. Now they're coupling that with Lamar Jackson in the fifth round, which he got, in theory, good value on. Uh, those are three. Those are four strong players who can all win you a week. And so it might not matter that Greg doesn't have a startable running back. Did you hear what you just said? It might not matter that Greg doesn't have a startable running back. He doesn't have a one startable running back. That's a problem. Leonard Fournette will be good sometimes. Boston Scott will... Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe he has a startable running back. He doesn't have a starting running back. True. Well, Leonard Fournette might be listed as the starter. <laughs> splitting, splitting time with Ronald Jones. You never know. Uh, yeah, I mean, the wide receivers you mentioned, absolute dynamite. Adams, Diggs, and Brown, that's a tough three-stack to put up against anyone. I mean, yeah. you, you'd, you'd be far-pressed to find better three-wide receiver pairing in the league. And Harrison Butker, I mean, no love for kickers, but that guy, I best know. kicker in the league. I was just going to say, he's got a, a top-five defense and a top-five kicker, arguably at number one for both. And so that'll help him. you got the pairing of Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, which some weeks... That's going to win him weeks. I've been down that road. That's going to win him weeks some weeks. It could. It will. Fair enough. I don't know how often it's going to happen, but it will win him a week or two. Well, and Yahoo then, says he's going to be 12-2, and two, so. Yeah. <laughs> this matchup is a good matchup to have because Yahoo thinks, based on the drafts, that Greg will go 12-2 and two and that Louie will go 2-12. and 12. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna Has go out Louis on the land. Ever been under 500? No, Louis never missed the playoffs, and Louis <laughs> never been under 500. So I doubt 12. Two and I, 12. I doubt two and 12 is gonna happen. I mean, they hated his draft. Yeah, I think it, like he has a tough schedule. So, prob- theoretically, probably that's what's going on, and because they didn't hate his draft that much. Um, Can we stop talking about Greg's team? Let's talk about Louis's team. We've absolutely, about yeah. Greg's team, Louis. Louis had himself a great draft in a shocking turn of events. Um, Louis got two quarterbacks that I wanted, which was not fun for me to watch. I don't really care about quarterbacks that much, but Louis drafted Trey Lance and Ryan Tannehill. Wow. <laughs> wow, Tannehill. Uh, he drafted both those quarterbacks in the round that I was planning on taking them, which I wasn't that close to him, so it was a pipe dream, I guess. But, I mean, the guy's a sniper. He... Johnny Smith at tight end. I thought he reached for Johnny Smith. I'll be honest. Um, Louis continues to surprise me, and you know, get your jokes off, whatever, whatever. Johnny Smith in round ten. Now with the news of Mac Jones being the starter, all I hear is like Johnny Smith, Johnny Smith, Johnny Smith, Johnny Smith, and Louis drafted Johnny Smith before the New England Patriots named a starter. Mm. So I don't know what he knew there. I would assume he, not that he knew, maybe he had talked to Bill, I don't know, and Bill had told Smith him. was good in Tennessee. Yeah, Johnny Smith is super talented, and in the 10th round, yeah, could, be great, could be great value. I mean, it all depends, like, if, there's Hunter, Hunter Henry's there too, right? So maybe they'll be That's just, my concern with it. Yeah, it's. I mean, Hunter Henry's, a, 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 I guess this is dramatic to say today, but it was once an elite tight end. In round 10... There's obviously a good chance John Smith doesn't turn out to be much. He also got Gerald Everett in round 14, which might... Drafting two tight ends and two quarterbacks, don't love that. But he he dropped Gerald Everett already. Yeah, true. But he had to... He probably dropped Gerald Everett once he 
heard about the starting job going to Mac Jones. But he had to draft two quarterbacks because Trey Lance is not going to start week one necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. Like I said, I wanted both of them, so that I was... And Ryan Tannehill in the 11th round. That was crazy value. Crazy value. I was shocked that he went that far. Uh, but yeah, uh, I like both of his running back choices. I re- Yeah, I really like Antonio Gibson a lot. Yeah. I'm a Naeem Himes guy, so I can't say I'm, I'm super high on Jonathan Taylor. Sure. But yeah, Antonio Gibson is huge. And Jonathan Taylor's going to be huge if he can stay healthy. Yeah, he will be. And That's a Wisconsin boy. So I, wanted, I would have loved to have Antonio Gibson, but I just knew he was never going to fall to me in round two. Um, I'm pretty sure if Louie hadn't taken Antonio Gibson, every single person in between me and Louie would have taken Antonio Gibson. What are your thoughts on DeAndre Swift? <clears throat> Could be incredible value for round four. Uh, Could be overspending for round four, too. If injuries become an issue, yeah. I also just, Lions backfield hasn't been trustworthy in the last decade. Yeah, but he was really good. That's that's up there with like Patriots backfield. He had limited work last year. Jamal Williams is a concern. And his current health, DeAndre Swift's current health, is a bit of a concern because he's been battling. Is, where, is Kerryon Johnson still there? No. Where is he? I believe he was out of the league. No. That's rude. It's a brutal life for an NFL running no, back, he dude. No, he's not out of the league. Uh, I, I think Amari Cooper at the end of round three is really great value. Even with your boy C.D. Lamb? Yeah, even with. Uh, I think, I mean, there's a, a reasonable way wow, that... you're right. He's a free agent. Yeah. There's a... Re- <laughs> There's a reasonable way that both CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper end up wide receiver ones. There's also a really good chance that Amari Cooper vastly outperforms CeeDee Lamb uh, and remains the number one target for Dak Prescott. So, really great pick at the end of three. I loved his picks at the 5-6 turn, Robbie Anderson and Antonio Brown. Uh, both of those guys should be startable week to week. A.J. Dillon at seven. A.J. Dillon's a great, great, great handcuff for Aaron Jones and should provide uh, standalone value as well. Even when Aaron Jones is healthy, like A.J. Dillon will get work. So Devontae Smith at eight, Jack. Could be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Could be awesome. I liked him. I know I said I like Jalen Rager, but it's a theme that I like the the Eagles wide receivers. Yeah. Um, Well, just like it's so ambiguous there that like somebody's got to step up as the number one. Yeah. And the idea of being the number one wide receiver for a team in the eighth round, that's crazy. With Jalen Hurts throwing to yeah. you. Yeah. Trey Lance in, in round nine. <clears throat> Trey Lance was the quarterback I was targeting almost every single mock draft I did. And then Dak Prescott fell to me in the seventh round, and I couldn't pass him up. That's huge. That's massive. I mean, people are, people are high on the Cowboys' offense this season. Yeah. I'm not 100% sold. I have Zeke, so I think it's going to be run heavy. Um no, but I we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. You know, I'm I've always secretly been a Cowboys fan for some reason, mainly Terrell Owens and Tony Romo. But the if that offense hits, I mean, Dak in the seventh round, he could he he could easily be a top five quarterback. He could be a top three quarterback. That's why I took him. But we'll get to that later. Uh, but I appreciate I appreciate that insight. You're absolutely right. I mean, everybody's high on the Cowboys. They've got so much talent. If Dak is healthy, healthy. I mean, he was, beginning of last season, was insane and on pace to throw like 6,000 yards. Yeah. Like 6,500 yards. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, Dak's a monster. But I really like Trey Lance for Louie in round nine, especially with, he's got Tannehill to start 
every single week until Trey Lance is ready. And Trey Lance, there's a lot of people that say Trey Lance could be a league winner because by second half, end of season, Trey Lance could be like a... Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson, like a... Lamar? A Robert Griffin... Interesting. ...type when he was on the Washington football team and... You know, he's going to be running a lot of read options, so there's going to be opportunity for him to get a lot of rushing yards, a lot of rushing touchdowns. Sure. um, As well as as throw the ball. Sure. Blah, blah, blah. Yahoo didn't really like your draft. B minus. Blah, blah, blah. B stands for blah, blah, blah. 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 Anyway, great draft, Louie. Great draft computer. Greg was given the highest. So Greg auto-drafted, and he was given the highest draft grade by The Yahoo. algorithm loves the algorithm. <laughs> really does. Jack, just to cause, just because it will, it will cause maximum chaos, I'm going to say that Greg beats Louie in week one. I love it. I'm going to say Louie beats Greg. Okay. Did we ever make predictions for Anna and Drew? I don't yeah, think. you chose Drew. I chose Anna. That's right. I did definitively choose <laughs> Drew. That's right. Thank yes. you for reminding me. Yep. Um... All right, and very fitting to move on to the next matchup, me versus Kyle. Kyle got third place, beating me, who got fourth place last year. So we've now talked about the top four teams of last year. Jack, I think both Kyle and I had very, very quality drafts. Um, Well, here's the thing. You're liking all the drafts. We have great league members. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. And I think everyone drafted fairly well. Now... Something's going to happen. There's going to be injuries. Players aren't going to turn out how exactly we think. So, yes, people not, not everyone will have a good team, but I think everyone has the chance to have a good team. I think people people did a great job drafting this year. Let me talk about your team, and then you can compare please, Kyle's team to Please it. do. We talked about Dak, so I won't belabor that point, but that's exciting, and he could be special this year. Pair that with C.D. Lamb. That's an exciting stack. Love a good, just for personal reasons. I mean, it gets you points. You know, I, I'm not a numbers guy. I don't know if it's statistically the best way to run a team. But just personally, nothing makes me happier than having a good quarterback wide receiver stack. It's just fun to root for and fun to watch. It's very, it makes the game a lot more exciting. And you can just get so many points in one play. A lot of my season rides on the Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb stack. But I love it. It's like you'll be watching said, Cowboys games. I will be rooting for the Dallas Cowboys this year. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, me and Zeke, dude. <laughs> I've will, always we'll been be a Dallas. Together. I've always been a big Dallas. No, Cowboys you've made fan. fun of me for being a Cowboys fan for years. Well, yeah, I'm not a Cowboys fan to be clear. Just <laughs> Terrell Owens. Um, I also like Chris Godwin. Like I mentioned earlier, Tom Brady is going to continue to be Tom Brady, and I think Godwin will get a nice chunk of that offense. Although it is competitive, Chase Claypool. I like, I'm a Steelers stan, and he obviously had a breakout season last year in a lot of ways, but we'll see. I just, I don't, I don't really, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not 100% sold on, on him. Deontay Johnson might be the guy there. Juju Smith-Schuster is still there. I know he's not, you know, good anymore somehow, but um, Chase Claypool, I don't hate it. He's a good, I mean, he's a great wide receiver three, so I can't, can't Chase Claypool is one of the NFL leaders in percentage of targets received per route run wow that's a great stat that is courtesy of the fantasy footballers i want to give them their their due well that is Um, yeah so when when he goes out for a route he's targeted at one of the highest percentages in the nfl 
Good to know. Well, wish I would have known that so, before the draft. I'm hoping that he becomes more involved in the offense than he was last year, and I think the potential for double-digit touchdowns for him is very high. I mean, you you doubled up on Cowboys, and you're doubling up on Steelers too. You pay you, you pair Chase Claypool with Najee Harris. You'll be, you're going to be watching a lot of Pittsburgh games, dude. I'm going to look like an absolute fool if Najee Harris does not pan out. You picked him in the first round, reached you know, and according to consensus, I am so sorry about that, everyone. I I am so sorry that won't happen again. <laughs> Uh, email notification. Yeah, I took him at pick eight, which consensus would disagree with. But I like the boldness. He's going to be a three down back. The Steelers, in general, have produced insanely productive running backs, no matter who it was. Le'Veon Bell, D'Angelo Williams, James Conner. Now, James Conner's always been injured. But when James Conner wasn't injured, he was fantastic. So, <clears throat> hoping the offense is a little better. But yeah, I've got my I've got some mags in the Steelers yeah. basket. I actually like your bench a lot. Curtis Samuel was a great pick for you in the draft on a new team in Washington. He could, you know, Terry McLaurin's a beast, but uh, Curtis Samuel Samuel. Wow, I'm r- struggling with Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Curtis Samuel. It's the L's that are ruining me. Will Fuller. He's suspended for the first part of the season, but he is an animal, and he's going to be on Miami this season catching passes from Tua. So I like that. You know, I cannot resist A.J. Green. <laughs> I've I've had him on my team many years when I shouldn't. Um, Do you know that A.J. Green got over 100 targets last year? Yeah. Didn't? Yeah. He had, like, less than 50 but catches. But no production. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Just brutal. So, all in all, I like your team. I'm not going to mention the tight end because you're really excited about him, and he's no George Kittle. But if you want to touch on your tight end, feel free. I like your team overall. I think you're looking good this week to beat Kyle. Talk to me about your tight end and then transition over to talking about Kyle's team. Absolutely. So my tight end, TJ Hawkinson, got him in the sixth round. My draft went differently than any draft I'd ever done. And that's the way it goes, but even more so than usual for me because I was never taking a tight end early and I was never taking a quarterback as early as I did, like ever. I wanted the late-round quarterback. I wanted the earlier value uh, you know, running backs and wide receivers. Hawkinson never, ever, ever fell to me in the sixth. So I took him. Yeah, because I think his potential is there to receive a lot of targets. He should be the number one target in Detroit. And so I like that potential. And then in round seven, I had never, ever, ever had a chance at Dak Prescott in the seventh round. Most mock drafts, he was usually going in the fifth round. So I took him. I felt like too good a value to pass up. Um, so I'm I'm a little shallow uh, at depth, especially at running back, because of those picks. But I love my starting roster, and if I can stay healthy, um, I've got two workhorse running backs, talented wide receivers. I think I'll be good. Uh, but as always, it always comes down to injury. And well, like I said, I think you're winning week one. Interesting move, though. You're taking Kyle in week one. What do you like about his teams this week, and how do you think his draft went? Kyle, as usual, much to my chagrin, uh, had a good draft and usually drafts really well. Um, he's a learned man uh, in the fantasy world, and uh, that's exactly the word I would use. He's absolutely he's a learned man. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Hard to argue with his pick of Tyree Kill uh, at pick 11. You've got 
barring anything really strange happening, a surefire top five, maybe top one wide receiver. Love Austin Eckler at pick two. I almost took Austin Eckler in round one. Not almost, but he was one of like three guys <coughs> I was thinking about at my pick. I apologize. Bless me. Seriously, you should have muted yourself. We are on the same mic. <laughs> oh, shoot. We're in person, by the way. We didn't explicitly mention that. We did not explicitly mention that. I'm sitting across from Jack right now looking deep into his eyes while I talk about Kyle's draft. Your eyes are gorgeous. Nothing makes me happier. Blue. They're like Louis, but prettier. Don't tell myself. Yeah, don't let Louie know you said that. Justin, edit that part out. So I love Austin Eckler at pick two. Josh Jacobs at pick three. I mean, I get, I don't, Josh Jacobs will be good this year. How good, I'm not sure. He's the starter. Kenyon Drake being in Oakland has scared some people. But Josh Jacobs should be good and probably will be a top 15 with running back one upside, I would think, this year. Um, No lower than like a top 20 back. So that's a good running back, too, to have. Terry McLaurin in round four is absolutely insane value. Absolutely insane value. There's I a mean, lot to love about Terry McLaurin. He is... Absolutely insane. Sounds like something I would say. What? He should have been drafted in the third round? Yeah. So Kyle got him at the beginning of the fourth. I mean... That's... No, it's, it's... You're right. I was being hyperbolic. It's sure. really good value. I almost took Terry McLaurin... Like, it was between C.D. Lamb, Terry McLaurin were probably my top two choices. C.D. Lamb obviously winning out. But I'm scared that I pass up on Terry McLaurin because Ryan Fitzpatrick is his quarterback. And Would you say the that... The only thing... The only Terry thing... <laughs> scaried? The only thing Ryan Fitzpatrick does is throw the ball to wide receivers. He's great at that. He's really good at that. He also grows um, beards. He's really good at growing a beard, but and takes tests well. It's this. It's a. It's why I drafted Curtis Samuel is because Ryan Fitzpatrick is there. He's going to be the number two wide receiver. So Terry McLaurin has top five wide receiver potential for sure, for sure. And that is scary Terry to pass up on. Absolutely, you're scary Terry. So I love. That's probably. I would say Terry McLaurin has a chance at in round four to be Kyle's best pick of the draft and and. A league winner for Kyle if if Scary Terry is doing the things I think he can do at the right time. Scary Terry. Um, I would like to mention one thing that you're not going to like, yeah. but I'll mention it and then you can get back to the serious stuff. Kyle has four people on his starting roster with the T as their, as their first name. He also has one T on his bench and his defense starts with a T. It's an unnerving amount of T's. I'm just gonna, I like I have to mention that it's it's a little bit it's almost as if he did that intentionally, and then the pairing of his wide receiver three, T Higgins, with his tight end one T Higby, has a lot of audience members asking questions. So I'll just I'm gonna leave you with that. You can get back to the analysis, but I had to bring those things up. Appreciate that tidbit. Yeah, so the, I I really like the the beginning of Kyle's draft. Miles Gaskin in round six could be. Uh, another pick that's really good value. He's going to be the starting running back in Miami. Now, whether he gets the full workload of 20-plus touches, I don't know. Malcolm Brown's there. We'll see. But Miles Gaskin should be is going to be startable every week that he's healthy. And because of all the buzz and potential around Miami, I think he's got 
He's got a pretty high ceiling. Um, he also has Tevin Coleman on his bench, who theoretically could be the starting running back on the Jets. I know you have no interest in the Jets, but I'm just saying Kyle's relatively deep at the running back position. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I love his first three running backs. I think Zach Moss in round seven is a waste of a pick, to be completely honest. Wow. Hot take. You were low on Devin Singletary, too. Who do you think will be running the ball in Buffalo? I don't think it matters. <laughs> okay. I think Josh Allen will be throwing the ball Fair in enough. Buffalo. Fair enough. Um, certainly would not want Zach Moss in round seven. I don't know when... Like, I don't see what happens for me to be confident in starting Zach Moss. Ever. A Devin Singletary injury. Yeah, even not then. I would wish that. Mm-hmm. Even then is what I'm saying, though. Wow. No, uh, it would be if if Devin Singletary goes down, uh, Zach Moss will be startable every should would be should be startable every week. Um, I don't know that his ceiling is very high, but at pick seven, Kyle's probably just looking for a decent backup running back, so he's not really looking for a high ceiling. The pair, I... the pairing of Matt Stafford and Tyler Higby is is what I notice here from Kyle's team that takes him from a fine team to an absolutely excellent team. If Matt Stafford and that LA offense is humming, and Tyler Higby is a big part of it. That could be those could be two really great picks for Kyle. Um, and like I said, I think that's what his team hinges on whether or not it's going to be mediocre or really good. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. Those are two guys I had on my draft list that I was hoping to snag. I love the stack of Stafford and Higby. Two guys that I want to point out on Kyle's bench that I would put in the it's a trap. Category. DJ Chark and Mecole Hardman. Those are two wide receivers that, I mean, DJ Chark, he's sort of a big name. He was a wide receiver one, uh, you know, in the past. Mecole Hardman, he's on that powerhouse offense in Kansas City. I've been down the Hardman track before. The guy doesn't. The guy, the guy doesn't do it. I mean, he has like a couple games a year where he's just dynamite, but there's too many weapons in that Kansas City offense, and he's too far down the totem pole. That's that's my opinion. When he's absolute dynamite this season, you know, clip this and, and share it with me. But I, I that's my guess. And DJ Chark, I think there's competition in that Jacksonville offense now. I think Tommy mentioned it earlier that Marvin Jones is going to be great. I totally believe that. Uh, there's a couple other pieces there. I forget their name. Uh, the what's the other wide receiver's name that someone else drafted? Doesn't matter. Renault or something. Yes, LaVisca Chenault. Chenault, great. Yeah. I almost had it. Um, so those are just two guys that I had on my do not draft list for what it's worth. But Kyle's still got a solid team. But I do take uh, you to beat him. So weird for you to pick against yourself, but that's the decision. Yeah, you made. I think Kyle wins easily. Um, <laughs> so Fair uh, enough. Jack, moving on to your matchup with Henry. What an exciting matchup Sarge it was his first year in the league last year this year Sarge is still in the league but it is his son Henry's first year in the league co-managing his team very exciting happy to have them both Tommy you want to talk about my team before I Mm -hmm. absolutely tear into Peter's team yeah 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 I do um (laughs) so your draft Jack went considerably well uh, you don't have you have a pretty strong team. A lot hinges on, I think, what your wide receivers can become. 
But you don't like my wide receivers. That's not what I said. Is what you tried that's, to say that's there. not what I said. That's not what I said at all. <laughs> Let me get to it. Really like your Ezekiel Elliott pick, pick five. It's who I would have gone with. Uh, a lot of good buzz around Zeke this offseason. He looks to be in really good shape. Dak is back. I think Zeke would have had an incredible year last year had Dak never gone down. Dak did go down. What happened happened. It's fine. I had Zeke last year. It was pretty rough. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I like Zeke. And then at the two, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think, you know I mean? I'm a Chiefs guy through and through. You were talking earlier about people who didn't fall to you in your mock drafts. I never got CEH once in a mock draft in the second round. He always was taken before. So I was thrilled to get him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was between him and Joe Mixon for my pick at two. And went with Joe Mixon because I think I'll have more of a workload, but... To be clear, Joe Mixon had never once fallen to me either right. in a mock draft. Yeah. So both those guys. So you're solid and more than solid at the running back position, um, especially when you consider that, and time will tell, but you have for sure the potential to have gotten the pick of the draft by drafting Gus Edwards in round seven. It was the perfect scenario for you. In that everyone had the same information, everyone had the same information, and I hope he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's awful. I hope somehow I've been really nervous they're going to sign someone. He's fine. Gus Edwards is going to get you. I mean, I just found out Carryon Johnson is a free agent, so that scares me. No, no, they could have drafted. They could have signed Todd Gurley and they decided not to. Carry on my way. Like, Gus Edwards is very, very good. Gus Edwards is very yeah. good. Gus and he, bust, dude. And he is going to get a good amount of carries. Everyone had the same information. You took a chance on him in round seven. I thought that J.K. Dobbins was going to be all right, so I wasn't touching Gus earlier than like the you know eighth, ninth round. J.K. Dobbins is out for the year. And so the backfield is Gus's. Prayers to him. He will always, yeah, prayers whatever. Prayers to J.K. Dude. Dobbins. Wow. You were hoping for Don't his injury. Don't say that. You just, I just said prayers to J.K. Dobbins and you said whatever, dude. <laughs> Clip that, listeners, because that's that's your host. I mean, I'm the co-host. I'm over here offering prayers to injured players and Tommy Versace. You're not whatever, being dude. genuine. <laughs> No, of course you don't wish ill upon. No, but I I mean, yes, I was I excited. I mean, I'm not going to answer that question, but I am happy to have Gus Edwards on my team. Let me put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. So you're you are running back and flex are golden barring injury. Those are set it and forget it guys every single week. That's a great feeling. Same with your tight end. George Kittle, top three potential, top one potential should be for sure. uh, Barring injury, a top five tight end. Your wide receivers. There's just a lot up in the air, and all three of them do have potential. Robert Woods could be Matthew Stafford's favorite target in a high-powered offense. Can I ask you a question? Jerry Judy could be Teddy Bridgewater's favorite target in a less-than-high-powered offense, but he could be a PPR machine. Tyler Boyd has been a PPR machine. So all three have... Okay, so I can't ask you a question. ...solid floors... Uh, with with some good ceiling, and you're not going to need to depend on your wide receivers to be massive with the way your roster is constructed. So whatever they give you will be the cherry on top, and I think Robert Woods, Jerry Judy, and Tyler Boyd will all see a decent amount of targets to be serviceable. You all. serviceable, if not great for you all year long. What is your question? Thank you. Worst pick of the draft, Michael Carter Williams. Oh come the, on, dude. In, 
Michael Carter Williams? Michael, Michael Carter. Carter. Before you, yes, and I agree. I absolutely agree. Worst pick of the draft. Not eighth, mine. Eighth round, by the way. Not not mine, but overall the worst yeah. pick of the draft. Yeah. By far. I and can I tell you what happened mm-hmm. there? Okay. What's your question? Doesn't matter. I wanted a Rams wide receiver, and I was really torn between Woods and Cup. You're scared about that. I'm scared about that. Yeah. Do you think I should be? Do you think Cooper Cup's about to have an all-time season and Robert Woods is about to like fade into oblivion? <laughs> no, but I do think there's a good possibility. Cooper Cup... I was really close to taking Cup. I want you to know that. In Historically, it catches more touchdowns, which if Cooper Cup regresses and back... has a better and, name. And has a better... It's a way better name. That's true. Cooper <laughs> Cup. <laughs> it's a great name. You should have taken him on name alone. Ugh. Uh, Jack... You got some really good late round value, I think. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. and Jacoby Myers both have the chance. With T.Y. Hilton being injured, Michael Pittman could be the number one in Indianapolis. And Jacoby Myers could be the number one in New England. I believe that. So, you've got your handcuff, Tony Pollard. I hate the Joe Burrow pick. You knew that, though. I told you that. Uh, San Francisco defense, great. Tyler Bass, great. Devontae Parker, take it or leave it. Anyway... You drafted a good team. I would like to agree with you that Joe Burrow and Michael Carter were both bad picks and my only mistakes of the draft. I would say... I will say that. They're separate They're separate tiers because Joe Burrow, at least, like, there is... Fair. Michael Carter was a blunder. I drafted <laughs> Gus Edwards. I was thrilled about it. I had three huge running backs, and I was, like, looking at other players, and I was like, Jack, you're being silly. Just because you have three good guys... You should take another running back here. I, I was like trying to prove to myself that I wasn't going to overreact to getting three good running backs, so I forced myself to take another running back. But there were, there was a wide receiver there. I, I you know it doesn't matter, but I I regret that pick a lot. I might drop him. I think it's gonna. You will have to at some point <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he will not be on your roster for long. I'm not saying you should drop him pre week one. <laughs> But Michael Carter will not be on your roster for long. That's Fair very enough. true. Fair enough. Jack, tell me what you like about Sarge's team. Sorry, Henry's team. Well, he's a Sarge's, Sarge's team. He's, he's I'm a not going to well. talk to Henry. He and I have, I don't want to say bad blood, but it's it's gotten It's gotten personal tension. for sure. Yeah, there's been some jabs thrown from both sides. Anyway, I will just say I think he drafted really well. I, tell me I'm, what you like. Tell me the top the, your top three picks that Sarge had. Like, what, what did you like from him in the draft? Tom Brady in the eighth round. Yeah, that was good value. Javante Williams in the seventh round. He could. So, I apologize. You, I'm said, a bus- that would, you said that wouldn't yeah, happen again. Yeah, but it again. did. I'm a businessman. Um, do you think that Javante Williams. Like, you mentioned that Melvin Gordon was starting this week. Has that been confirmed? And how long do you think it will take for Javante Williams to, to take over? Or is it really up in the air? I don't know that a starter's been named. Uh, I just. From what I've heard. Melvin Gordon, they, he's looked really good. They paid him a lot of money the other year. He will be involved in the offense heavily, at least to start the season. I called Kyle out for it earlier, so I have to mention it with Sarge's team. He is rostering two different Jay Williams. <laughs> I don't know if that was a mistake on his part, <laughs> if he was targeting a Jay Williams. He, got, he, had he, made that he, draft he pick got to already. round nine, and he was like, wait, Javante Williams yeah. is still available? Yeah, so that I mean, could, that could or Henry, you know, maybe they were switching off back and forth. Sure. Sarge drafted, uh, yeah, Javante Williams, and then Henry was drafting Jamal Williams, thinking it was Javante Williams. Who knows? Tommy, I, I like Sarge's team a lot. I think you're exactly right that Tom Brady was a steal. 
Calvin Ridley is going to be a monster. He would have been the third pick I would have said I liked a lot because Calvin Ridley in the back half of the second round yeah. I think is insane. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of talk about him being a potential number one overall, like the number one overall wide receiver. And you pair that with Allen Robinson, the Bears' number one, and Deontay Johnson, the wanted, Steelers' number one. I wanted Allen. I, I wanted Allen in that Those are both – Almost picked Deontay Johnson and Sarge picked him right after me, and I immediately knew I had made a mistake. <laughs> because well, who'd you? T- oh, you took Kittle round three. That's right, because he picked Allen Robinson right after you, and I would have taken Allen Robinson over George over Kittle. Kittle. Yeah, I didn't want to be a Bears fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just I hate. Being like, a I Bears didn't. Fan. I didn't want another reason to be disappointed. Being a Bears fan is one of the worst experiences. <laughs> it's hard enough. I don't want to yeah. also have to root for <laughs> Allen Robinson for fantasy purposes. It's just doubling the pain. Fair enough. I respect that decision. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, anyway, continue. Yeah, I like Deontay in the fifth. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Aaron Jones. I mean, smart pick in the first round. A solid running back. I'm not sure... What What are your thoughts on Daryl Henderson's... Hen- wow, I'm, I'm struggling today. Uh, I'm always struggling. What is wrong, what is wrong with me today? <laughs> Daryl Hen- Henderson Jr. What are your thoughts on, on him as Sarge's RB2? I... I'm scared. I'm scared of that for him. Malcolm Brown is gone. Does that Malcolm Brown is gone. They signed Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle's trash. There have been reports that they're really liking what they see out of Sony Michelle in LA. I like Noah Fant, but Sarge have been down that road before. Just warning the Broncos don't score touchdowns. Chargers, a good defense. I like the Jalen Waddle pick, just because I am intrigued by Tua and that offense overall. So what Sarge did in the back half of his draft, I mean, look at, he's got Trey Sermon, rookie. Javante Williams, rookie. Jalen Waddle, rookie. Elijah Moore, can you guess? Sophomore. Nope, rookie. No. Justin Fields? Junior. Rookie. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so he drafted a bunch of rookies wow. with high potential. So we'll see which one of those work out for him. Uh, chances are, I mean, I really, really like the Trey Sermon and the Javante Williams picks. I think there's a good chance that by second half of season, both of them are the starters. For He sniped Trey Sermon. I was about to pick him. I wanted him too. Yeah. Um, I, 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 the Broncos scare me, so I wasn't targeting Javante Williams, but... Yeah, Sarge drafted well, of course. Sarge is a is a fantasy veteran. Just because he's only a sophomore in our league does not mean he's a sophomore to fantasy football. The guy knows what he's doing. An honor to be playing him in week one. And, yeah, I mean, I'm going to choose myself because it's just obvious to me that I'm going to win. To stay on brand, I'll choose, I'll choose Pete. I'll choose Henry. I think Henry's going to take you down in a major way. I think it's going to be embarrassing for you. Um, and I think you're going to have to get on this podcast in two weeks and explain to me how the heck you lost to an infant. Fair enough. <laughs> you know you lost to a baby, right? <laughs> you know an infant beat you? How'd that happen? Uh, who's the next matchup, dude? Who's the next matchup? Who's the next matchup? Who's the Who's the next matchup? Who's the next matchup? Who's the... Um, do we just have... Oh, no, we got two matchups left. Um, we'll do... We'll save the best for last and go with Scott versus Dan, and then we'll talk about uh, Father Lou versus Justin next. Uh, do you have a preference for which draft you talk about? We got two heavyweights, two true rivals going. I mean, these guys butt heads so often, these two. These two are crazy. And uh, so do you want, you didn't answer me. 
They're wild, aren't they? I am going to talk about... I'm going to talk about Scott's team. I was scared to talk about Scott's team. We spent the weekend with him. I hate hurting the guy's feelings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm fine to hurt his feelings. 18 years in the league. Like I said, there's a lot. I mean, Vegas is on his side this year. That pressure's got to be intense. I want to like his team. I'm not 100% confident, but maybe it's just the Scott cloud that's hanging over my opinion. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Scott's team? My thoughts on Scott's team are this. There's nothing that Scott could have done to draft a team that's going to be good. <laughs> because fantasy luck goes against him always. <laughs> He'll appreciate that sentiment. No, totally joking. This is Scott's year. I believe it. I like Scott's draft actually quite a bit. Um, I think, hey, Buck's got to turn around at some point. He's had some bad breaks in recent years. Uh, most notably the one that, you know, you could say he deserved to be champion that year, but you could say um, Nick Chubb at seven. I think is a great pick. I think it's a fine pick. I mean, I, I I think it's what he should have done if he didn't want to go wide receiver and wanted a running back. I definitely go Nick Chubb. I think it's a punt. You know why? Kareem Hunt. Round two, and we didn't talk about this with my draft, but Jake, I passed up Travis Kelsey in round two, and it was. Probably, like, just like immediately, the worst I felt during the draft. And worst I felt in in recent memory in drafts of, like... I was shocked. I'll be honest. I was shocked. That is such... (laughs) That is your team name, to remind the listeners, if anyone wasn't part of the draft, your team name was Travis Kelsey, 8th pick overall. And so, actually, my team name was Travis Kelsey, pick eight. Travis Kelsey, pick eight. I was and you so passed him in the first two rounds. Passing on him in the second round is, pro- is probably something I'm going to regret. And that hinges on two things. How good TJ Hawkinson is, and if Joe Mixon can stay healthy. Because if Joe Mixon stays healthy, I really truly believe in Joe Mixon's talent and he's going to be getting a, a large workload. I I just had in my mind I need that second running back. I didn't ever like who was back to me hey. in round three. So Scott gets him. Scott is the bene- benefactor of my potential mistake. You come around to round three, Scott drafts Chris Carson, and then immediately after that drafts Tyler Lockett. Now, I love both those picks in a vacuum. I don't like having two Seattle Seahawks one rush, one rusher, one receiver on a team. I I respect that. I try to avoid having running backs and wide receivers on the same team as a principle, just because I like to either root for a run or a pass. You know? Yeah. Keep it, Sim- keep simplifies, it simplifies. Simplifies what I'm rooting for. Yeah. I don't have to be like, oh, they can run it or pass it, but it, it has to be to this guy and that guy. It's like, what am I? What am I? Rooting give me a ballpark of what I'm wishing for. Well, I like the OBJ pick. Mike Davis in round five. I mean. Mike Davis is a starting running back for the Atlanta Falcons. How good are the Atlanta Falcons going to be? I don't know. How many touches is Mike Davis going to get? I don't know. Is his body going to hold up? I don't know. Hard to resist a starting running back in round five. Exactly. So I don't mind it. There's potential there. OBJ in round six, to your point, OBJ 
was at one point the most talented, one of the most talented wide receivers in the league. He's coming off a torn ACL. We'll see what he looks like. But yeah, the potential's there. Uh, I've heard that Baker Mayfield could be taking a step forward this year. They might um, throw the ball more this year. Um, now, I don't know if that's going to be true or not. They do. They have run the ball extremely well. So we'll see. But OBJ is a wild card. And for his sixth-round pick and wide receiver, two, I don't mind that at all. Debo Samuel, very next round. Risk injury, or injury risk, rather. and But he could be good if he stays healthy. I love Darnell Mooney in round eight. Justin Herbert in I round nine. I didn't love that pick. What am I missing about Darnell Mooney? He's really good. Sure. Um, and he didn't produce fantasy-wise because he had absolute trash throwing to him at the QB position. A la Nick Foles. Much to Scott's chagrin. <laughs> a la Mitch Trubisky. Sure. He... A bet on Darnell Mooney is a bet on Justin Fields. His separation metrics are outstanding. He always, he consistently gets separation. He had like the most or the second most uncatchable balls thrown to him last year of anyone in the NFL. That makes sense. Um, That adds up. So Darnell Mooney is talented and yeah, you're betting on the Bears offense to be better for sure. You're betting on Justin Fields to take over eventually. Fair enough. Uh... Herbert, I like round nine. He's either going to regress or he's going to improve upon his rookie season. If he improves upon his rookie season, that's going to be an excellent pick for Scott. Philip Lindsay, hate it. Henry Ruggs, love it. Sterling Shepard, love it. Rashad Penny, love it. And uh, Latavius Murray, round fifteen, love it. Because you know I'm a huge Rashad Penny guy. Yeah, I know you are. I can't. I couldn't believe you didn't walk out of this draft with him. I thought I would. Latavius Murray. Rumor on the street is that he's RB three. Yeah, I've heard that as well. So not sure about that, but you know. Running backs, good to stock up. Uh, but I like Scott's team. Um, I don't mind Scott's team. I like Justin's team. You mind if I dig into that? Sure. I'll let you when we get to the next matchup. I love <laughs> Daniel's team. <laughs> Sorry. I. You're right. You're right. Justin's in the last one. But here's what I'll say. You love Daniel's team. I... Love Daniel's team, and it's because Cooper Cup is on it. Yep, there you go. <laughs> and it's named <laughs> Cooper's Cup. Cup. Yeah. And so, I mean, that says it all right there. This is this is poetic justice that I'm having to review this right after admitting that I was scared about not drafting Cooper Cup. So poetry in motion. Christian McCaffrey and James Robinson are a really dangerous one-two punch. I mean, you know I was high on James Robinson heading into the draft. With Dan drafted him earlier earlier. than I was willing to, but I wanted him. But I think, I mean, he's the guy in Jacksonville. Why not? With ETN gone for the year, that in theory was like the only thing that was lowering James Robinson's draft value. I, I mean, you get Christian McCaffrey. First of all, Christian McCaffrey's a cheat code. We all know it. He yeah. helped me win the championship in 2019. Yeah. Thanks to God. Oh, my gosh. You make it about you. Christian McCaffrey, everyone knows. He's number one overall pick. I'm bored. Keenan Allen. You know I love him. He's still the guy on the Chargers. And Justin Herbert, I mean, I know Dan's playing against him this week, but he's going to be Keenan Allen's best friend because that's going to be a dream connection all year. Russ Wilson, I was surprised Dan was able to get him. Louie's usually reaching for Russell Wilson. Any insider info on why Louie let Russell Wilson slip between his fingers? 
Louis hasn't really reached for Russell Wilson in a while. Sure. Uh, I actually think it's it's been quite a few years since Louis had Russell Wilson, but uh, shocker! I was surprised to see him go to around the beginning around seven. Shocker that Dan didn't end up with Justin Fields on his roster. Any comment on that? I know you're close to the source on that one. I was surprised at that as well. There were reports that I had heard that Justin Fields was actually going to be taken number one overall in the draft. Um, there was word coming out of Dan's camp that that's who they were looking at for pick one. Interesting. And he ended up not drafting him at all. I don't know if that was some sort of psychological warfare over the rest of the league. He knew that would get leaked and everyone would know that he was thinking about taking him yeah. and it would just kind of throw people Sounds off. Sounds like I an mean, intentional it's... leak to throw off the scent. I mean, the guy's a the guy's a, a PR master, yeah. so he knows how to play the media, get the papers to write the headlines. Uh, quick question, Tommy. Any preseason analysis on the Tonka Verde Hawks upcoming junior varsity season not a whole lot uh to be honest but i would love to have dan on the show to talk about the tank of verde hawks because i know well, here's what i'll say i'm hearing a lot of chatter that they've got a chance of being the best junior varsity team in the state and a lot of the chatter around town is that it's the coaching what are your comments on that well it would make total sense uh, dan tierney is hands down one of the best junior varsity basketball coach, I would say, in the country. Is it true that he's a published author? He is, yeah. He actually published, wrote and published a book uh, called The Art of a Free Throw. Price of a Free Throw, sorry. I follow this guy. Price I, of a Free Throw. There's no way he's related because you're saying this guy's your cousin. I follow this this famous uh, guy on Twitter, Shooter Fella. He's a he's a shooting expert. Yeah. And he, he wrote a book called the Price, of the, free, the Price of a Free Throw. Yeah. Um, do you think... Do you think Dan has a chance this year to win the championship? What is the price of a championship? And and do you think Dan will, Dan's willing to pay that price? Yeah, Dan's willing to do whatever it takes uh, to win. I know that's the mentality he has with his Tango Verde Hawks. And it, it's like you said, that's, that's one of the reasons why they're so heavily favored to be the best junior varsity basketball team. <laughs> but for the record, it's pronounced Tonka. I don't think so. I think it's pronounced... Tanka. Okay. Either way. Uh, any further comments on Dan's team? I mean, his bench is, is nice, too. James White, a tried-and-true draft selection, the New England Patriots running back. I mean, love a good James White draft. And then he's staying loyal to the Patriots, but with Sony Michelle now on the Rams. You're high on him, apparently. Don't love the Kenny Galladay pick. What are your thoughts on Kenny Galladay? I w- have been burned by him in the past. He's on my fantasy shit list, officially. But an unbiased thought on Kenny Galladay and his new team with the Giants I don't believe in the Giants nor Daniel Jones they are mythical creatures and so therefore I am worried about the Kenny Galladay pick now Kenny Galladay has the talent he would be Dan's wide receiver three and so the talent is there Kenny Galladay should be Daniel Jones's number one target now there was a hamstring issue with Kenny Galladay in preseason that was that's not great. I hate when like soft tissue injuries pop up beginning of the year because you never know if those are hamstring is bad news in football, especially. Yeah. I mean, all sports. And for a wide receiver, a hamstring or a running back, it's like death. So I don't love it, but there is there that potential is there for him to be a great wide receiver. He's you know. Speaking of potential to be a great wide receiver, Christian Kirk, potential to be a great wide receiver or bust. Potential to be a decent wide receiver. But you're an A.J. Green guy this year. That's true. You think Christian Kirk will be the number two or A.J. Green will be the number two? I think A.J. Green will have 
more touchdowns. I'm so sorry, I punched the table. More touchdowns than Christian Kirk. Okay, you're banking on those tutties. Fair enough. Damian Harris in the fifth round for Dan was a reach, but now with the Mac Jones news, that Damian Harris pick is a lot better. Uh, Cam Newton won't be there to steal touchdowns from him. He should be the lead back. So in theory, Dan has three running backs that are going to be the lead backs for their team. That's a great running back one-two and flex combo. With his three wide receivers and his strength at, with Russell Wilson at the quarterback. Jack, and then this is genius. This right here is genius of Dan. He took Michael Thomas in the ninth round and then Marquez Callaway in the tenth round. Beginning of the ninth and end of the tenth. Marquez Callaway, there's really, really good vibes around Marquez Callaway. He's been looking great with Jameis as the quarterback. I'm going to pause you there. There's. Listen back to that last part. With Jameis as the quarterback? What about it? Jameis Winston is a fantastic fantasy football quarterback. <coughs> Fair enough. Jameis Winston is a fantastic Fair enough. fantasy football quarterback. Fair I'm letting the real game sprinkle in. Yeah. And the Don't man worry is an, about The man's that. an interception machine. Don't worry about that. Don't even worry about those interceptions. Saints, you, I mean, you're right. You're right. Like, Saint, like you want to be in the Saints passing so offense. So Dan has essentially drafted Marcus Callaway, who should be a sort of Michael Thomas replacement. Sure. For while Michael Thomas is out. When Michael Thomas comes back, he's got Michael Thomas on his team. Who's been known to be very good yeah. at fantasy football. I've heard the best. He's a good wide receiver, I've been told by experts. Doesn't sound like it, Michael Thomas. Like, oh, very good. If you point. Had, yeah, if your last name's a first name, make your first name a last name. That's what I say. Uh, anyway, so Michael Thomas, he'll have in theory for the second half of the season. So then his receiving core becomes Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup, and Michael Thomas. With, I mean that that with, that with, makes me want to throw up with Christian. From how good that is with Christian McCaffrey, James Robinson, and Damian Harris. Now that you know, I don't touch a Patriots running back with a 10-foot pole just because they tend to be a committee. But Right. However. However. Great I would, RB. I would Good RB3. Have, I would like to have Damian Harris, yeah. I would like to have Damian Harris. Uh, Shall la- we venture to the final matchup? The final matchup. Thanks uh, for hanging in there, folks. Long episode. First episode of the year, but we're, we're just, just excited so- and having a lot of fun. Tommy, appreciate it. Should we get another cheers? How it much might we- be 10 a.m. by you now. <laughs> Drink up, fellas. Okay. <laughs> Drink, Drink up. Have up. that, have that second beer. on the beer. rocks. Take another shot. Go crazy. Shotgun that white claw. Have some fun. Have some fun. It's Northwestern. Dear alma mater. Um, last matchup, Tommy. You were. I was so excited <laughs> to talk about Justin's team. Can I please do Go it Go ahead now? and run us through it. Here's what I'll say. Before you talk about his team, since you're hesitating, I just want to say throughout the draft, when Justin drafted, every single pick he made for like the first eight rounds, I was like, wow, that's, and, a, that's a nice pick. In Justin's honor, what he would want us to do, let's raise your glass one more time. <laughs> you're damn right, Tommy. Yeah. Justin Lettenmeyer had a, Justin Arlett had a great draft this year. Yeah. And not that he doesn't always... But he doesn't always. But he doesn't always. And so cheers to Justin who who put in some great drafting decisions yeah. in the draft. Every single round I like to pick. That's why I'm so up excited in, up to talk until, about up it. Up until the eighth round. Go ahead. That's why I'm so excited to talk about it. First of all, great team name. 
Trevor Lansens. <laughs> Love that. Patrick Mahomes is his quarterback. Least shocking pick of the draft was Justin taking Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I 100% knew in round three that's who he was taking. Yeah, that was a, that was a no-brainer. I think quietly, from my perspective, one of, if not Justin's best pick of the draft, was Corey Davis on the Jets. I was sleeping on him. There's something that, there, man. That was a pick where I was like, as soon as it happened, I was like, duh. How was I, how, like, I should have taken him. Corey Davis is a monster. You know I'm a Corey Davis stan. I had him a few years back. Titans, he was he was great. But this Jets offense, I mean, Zach Wilson is no joke. Zach Wilson is legit. It if you seems- want to talk about what's coming out of camp, word on the street is that Zach Wilson is... Legit. He has it. Yeah. And so... Corey Davis could be his number one. Yeah. And that is exciting. That was a great pick by Justin. And what? I mean, he is wide receiver two, wide receiver three. three. He's got DJ Moore and Brandon Ayuk before him. I think, well, I guess let me say it this way. I think Corey Davis will finish the season ahead of Brandon Ayuk. I think Corey Davis will be Justin's wide receiver two. Okay. Hot take. DJ Moore. I mean, wide receiver one. I love him. I was eyeing him. So another great pick by Justin. Dalvin Cook. Justin was very lucky to get him at three. Like I mentioned earlier, Drew passed on him, so that's that's awesome. David Montgomery, like I said, I avoid Bears, but he's I mean he's going to be solid. I would have wanted David Montgomery. Like, Tariq Cohen isn't a threat anymore. Nope. Is there, is there anyone who's... Damian Williams, uh, ex-chief, who sat sure. out last year due to COVID reasons. Sure. Um, he's going to be the number two most likely behind him. Sure. I'm not too worried about that. The guy I mentioned earlier, and I nailed his name, mm-hmm. Chenault Jr., mm-hmm. otherwise known as Renault. I like him. Like I mentioned, I don't. I, I don't think DJ Chark is going to be the guy. I like Chenault to take a, a, a care, a share of the load, a share of the care load. Uh, Steelers defense, dynamite. Justin Tucker, the other. That's probably the least surprising pick. Patrick Holmes being the second least surprising pick because Justin Tucker was. It's surprising that Justin waited until round nine. You're right. You're right. That was shocking. That's a big reason why I love his draft so much. Is yeah. He waited so yes, long. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm high on Justin's team. I think this is the best draft Justin has had in the history of his time in our league. I can't speak for other fantasy football leagues he's been involved in, but certainly. Sure. And you'd also have to go back at the, well, it would be hard to. You just don't, it's recency bias to an extent. You couldn't tell me anything about any of his previous drafts. I mean, so, I would make the argument that so you're being waiting, little... waiting until the ninth round for Justin Tucker that alone would probably make it the best draft. That might be true. <laughs> uh, but I also think he made, you know, I don't know. Not that he hasn't been informed before, and maybe, you know, he just, he, to your point, it's recency bias, it's also confirmation bias, because he was taking guys I was interested yeah. in. Which I, honestly I, probably means he had a terrible draft, because I'm, I'm not... awful at fantasy football. So there we go. You, no, there you have no, it. No, because I agree with you. And Well, there's a conundrum. There you go. What happens when an immovable object beats an unstoppable force? There you go. That's the question we're asking right now. A championship winner. Anything about Justin's team you want to mention, and then you should go on to Dad's team, the tried-and-true Terminator and Death by Me. Yeah, no, I, you, you covered most of it. I would just add that I like Cole Beasley in round 10 and Russell Gage in round 12. Um, two nice wide, wide receiver flyer options that could um, end up being consistent starters or startably... Consistent. There you go. I nailed it. <laughs> One knock on Justin's draft. You don't need a backup quarterback when you draft Patrick Mahomes. Why he drafted Trevor <laughs> Lawrence and why Trevor Lawrence seems to be the namesake of his team 
is a question that this season will just have to answer itself. Well said. Well said. Um, yeah, so Dad's team. Uh, man. Also did not love the Kylan Hill draft pick. I don't know what that was either. It really trailed off on the back of this draft now that we're really getting into the meat of it. I was very specific that I loved his first eight picks, and uh, there's a few more at the back end that I like, but yeah, there was a lot of what's... Those are two wasted that? picks, but the only two. I think he only, I mean, he also drafted a, a backup defense, but <laughs> maybe you could argue three wasted picks. We're, we'll move on. Tell me about Dad's team. Justin is great, and I choose Justin to win this week. You have Dad winning this week. Tell me why. I've got Dad winning this week because I think he's got a great roster, to be honest. Um, I actually... So, Dad's weakness is the wide receiver position. Um, and that is easily noticeable uh, because he took both a quarterback and a tight end early uh, at the expense of drafting wide receivers. So, he's he got Justin Jefferson back half around two, which I really like. Uh, I think Justin Jefferson is going to be great. Derrick Henry obviously picked for Derrick Henry's probably going to be awesome. So that's the pick a lot of people would have made. Uh, you could, I mean, yeah, that's he was a top four pick, I would say, in almost every draft. So then he took Josh Allen round three. Very early to be taking Josh Allen. Dad always takes a quarterback early, though. Right? I mean, has there ever been a draft where Dad didn't take both a quarterback and a tight end earlier? He likes shoring up those positions. He absolutely does. He missed out on the top three tight ends, so he waited till round five to take Kyle Pitts, which there's so much there's so much talk surrounding Kyle Pitts. And Who it's, knows? Kyle Pitts, he's, Kyle he's Pitts a wide receiver tight is end. very very talented. He's going to be used like a wide receiver. If the, if Matt Ryan is still good and the Falcons' attacking pass attack is still great, Kyle Pitts should have a very very good year. I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Pitts finishes above Darren Waller or George Kittle. Like, I think Travis Kelsey is, is in a league of his own. Of course. And I'm not saying Kyle Pitts will. I'm just saying I'm not going to take out a handwritten letter and write home to mom because Kyle <laughs> Pitts finishes second as, as the overall tight end on the season. I won't either, but I will be a little bit shocked if he does. But not, not too shocked to write home about. Fair enough. Um... Miles Sanders is his running back two in round four. Um, Am I the only one who has no interest in Miles Sanders? I did not have any interest in Miles Sanders, which is honestly very wrong of me because Miles Sanders is a massive reason why I won the championship in 2019. Um, as strange wow. as that is to say. All right, that's the third mention. of It might be the fourth mention of Tommy's championships tonight in this episode. For you to keep tracks at home, that's one more drink. It's probably 10.30 a.m. by you. Drink up, have another shot, get crazy, skip out on work, have some fun. I love Raheem Mostert in round six. I really already regret not drafting Raheem Mostert. Um, He looks really good. He had like a slight back injury, but that seems to be fine. And he's going to be the starting running back getting 10 to 15 carries a game in the offense that's probably going to run the most yards in all of the NFL. So I don't mind that as dad's flex option. I gotta say one thing related to Raheem Mostert. Yeah. I mentioned earlier in this draft that, or earlier in this episode, that 
my two mistakes in the draft were Michael Carter and Joe Burrow. I would like to officially add a third mistake to that list. What is it? Instead of drafting Raheem Mostert at pick 68, Raheem Mostert was selected at pick 69, giggity giggity. At pick 68, I drafted Tyler Boyd, Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver. (laughs) You might. I will regret that. And I knew it as soon as dad picked Raheem Mostert. And I want to tell you something, Tommy. Mm-hmm. I want to say this to everyone who's listening. I was ready to draft Trey Sermon, but Sarge drafted him at pick 67. Mm-hmm. And so I was floundering. And I was set on Trey Sermon. And so it was a really hard pivot to make to take Raheem Mostert. I was like, no, I want to Trey Sermon. But duh, I want to Trey Sermon because I just want a piece of the running of the, like, Raheem Mostert was the obvious pick. I overthought it. I was like, no, Trey Sermon's going to be the guy. I don't want, you know, it was, I regretted it immediately after. And then after Raheem Mostert, Justin took Corey Davis at 70. Mm -hmm. So I would, (laughs) at this point in time, I would, I can't even put into words how much I would rather have either Raheem Mostert or Corey Davis compared to Tyler Boyd. I could cry talking (laughs) about this. So, all right, relax. The good news is that you got Gus Edwards round seven. You wouldn't even be able to start Raheem Mostert. Sure. So there is some consolation. Fair enough. Now the Corey Davis thing, and uh, you know, maybe you still would regret that. But Tyler Boyd is going to be fine. He'll be fine. Anyway, back to Dad's team. Uh, so Dad, I don't, I don't love Juju Smith-Schuster as wide receiver two and Michael Gallup as wide receiver three. Uh, I think they're both fourth options on their team if you include the running back Pittsburgh you got Najee Harris Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson I think will be the top three targets slash go-to options and then Juju and then in Dallas it's going to be Zeke Amari and CD and then Michael Gallup so dad drafted Michael Gallup in the 100th spot overall I immediately after him I drafted Michael Pittman Jr. I think dad will regret that I was very Michael Gallup is I mean he's the fourth option in, in Dallas, and I think Michael Pittman will be the first option. I guess the question is, will the fourth option in Dallas be more valuable than the first option in Indianapolis? It's possible, which is the sad thing for yeah. Indianapolis. Yeah. And you and really, if you're like, Michael Pittman won't be as much, won't get as many touches per game as like Jonathan Taylor. So really, Michael Pittman's second. If we're including Zeke in the rankings of like Michael Gallup's fourth option, Michael Pittman's second option. In the passing game. He'll be number one option. You think and John then, you think Jonathan Taylor's the number one option in the passing game? No, Michael Pittman should be the number one option in the passing game. Sure. Rest my case. But I yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> um Anything uh, else about Dad's team? Terrence Marshall, junior last pick. I like that. He is really talented and uh, I also like the Giovanni Bernard pick. He should be the third down back and you know, I James White type for Tom Brady because both Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette suck at catching the ball. Speaking of Ronald Jones, Dad has two Tampa Bay running backs. I don't love that. I uh, just noticed that. <laughs> but uh, I don't really... I mean, Kenyon Drake, I guess, could be... That's like a handcuff for Josh Jacobs. If Jacobs goes down, Drake could be the guy, the guy there. Um, but yeah, uh, just I don't like dad's I don't love dad's wide receivers. That's where he's weakest. But um, I think he's still got a, a 
a decent chance at a good team. I know year. I keep talking about my draft, but it was just you really dad, and I were, dad and I were next to each other in the I draft. Know. And I'm just, you should love this. I'm, I'm shitting on myself. I drafted Michael Carter immediately after me. Dad drafted Ronald Jones the second. Yeah. I would much rather have Ronald Jones than Michael Carter. So I just, I, that was such a panic pick. I don't know what I was thinking. Tommy, that's all the matchups, man. We went really long, as always. But it was great, I think. I think, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Send in your reviews. If it wasn't, we had some we'll adjust. Give a... Alright, who is your best draft of the year? Greg. I, I know you don't. You agree with Yahoo? Greg, I'm going to go with Yahoo on this one. Um, <clears throat> no, I, I don't know. I mean, it's... I'm not even going to, unless you force me to, you know... We'll see. It all depends on... There, there's so many... Like, I'll have a much better answer after week two. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much unknown in the preseason, and then after they play a game or two, you're like, oh, okay, so these are the guys, and, yeah, yeah. and this is the the how good the offense is or how good the defense is. Because yeah. that, that also matters a lot. Just overall, how humming the team is the pre- has so much to do with the, the, how much the players are going to produce on a fantasy level. For sure. For sure. If Zach Wilson's the guy, like, Corey Davis should have been drafted fourth round. You know what I mean? Like, if they're going to be humming as an offense, maybe I was right about Michael Carter. So we'll see. <laughs> I guess time will tell. Any um, last thoughts, Tommy? We're at we're nearing an hour and a half. Jesus. One of our longest episodes. <laughs> Mother of God. That can't be true. <laughs> it really is. <clears throat> you think people are going to be pissed? No. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. If you guys, if anyone here is still listening <laughs> to this part. We appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. We don't much. deserve it. No, we really don't. But it's so much fun for us, and we hope you get some enjoyment out of listening to the listeners far and wide, whether you're in the league, out of the league, in our country, out of our country, on this planet. Who knows at this point? I mean, the reach is far. We appreciate you. And the show's about you, the listener. Tommy and I love chatting with each other, talking with each other, if you will. And I think I speak for both of us when I say, let's talk fantasy football a lot more over these next several weeks. Can't promise every week. Not sure what the schedule will be. Maybe it'll be once a month. Maybe it'll be once a season, you know? Hoping for, hoping for more than once a, se- <laughs> once a season. Send in an email about how much you want it. You know, beg us. Make us feel wanted. We love you. Tommy. I love you. Those baby blue eyes sing to me in the night. Any last words before I sing us out? No, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Fun to be back. Uh, I'll be back in the Midwest uh, next week. So next time we record, we'll be remotely um, and not in person. But uh, yeah, we're going to have few, quite a few weeks in a row here before we'll have to take a break. So Hope to be getting you more content weekly, at least for the first month or so of the season. So, And this will be our only hour and a half episode of the season. Bet. Bet. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Tommy, cheers, dude. <laughs> cheers. And one, you last, one last cheers. Drink up. <laughs> take, another, take another drink. Drink up. I don't care if you have to drive the kids to school. <laughs> Kidding. I do. I care. <laughs> we care. Please don't drink. Don't drink and drive. That's irresponsible. Appreciate you. Let's talk fantasy football. It's 
So no one told you life was gonna be this way. Your job's a joke, you're broke, your love lies to your way. It's like you're always stuck in second gear. Well, it hasn't been your day, week, or month, or even your year. But I'll be there for you. Cause you're there for me too. Do, 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 do. You're there for me too. Justin, please cut all of that off the end. <laughs> please just don't put any of that performance on the end. Thank you. Let's talk fantasy football, y'all. Peace! We'll see. I'm excited. You know, I'm. I've always secretly been a Cowboys fan for some reason, mainly Terrell Owens and Tony Romo. You've I've always been a Dallas. Together. I've always been a big Dallas. No, Cowboys you've made fan. fun of me for being a Cowboys fan for years. Well, yeah, I'm not a Cowboys fan to be clear.